Hey, in this episode of Resilient Business, I chat with Jason Waz of New PT Tech. Jason did his undergraduate studies at Florida State, where he graduated magna cum laude with a degree in biology in 1994. He got his physical therapy degree from the University of Florida in 1996. He founded Competitive Edge Performance in Tampa in 2006, and he's a pioneer in the use of technology in physical therapy. He's also developed a coaching program that helps private practice PTs transition from the insurance model to a cash-based model of doing business, helping them leverage technology and scale their practice to the next level, adding longevity and making them more effective for their patients. If you like what you see on Resilient Business, please like, comment, subscribe, share this thing far and wide, and check out my affiliates below for some great products and great services. I hope you enjoy. So Jason, thank you uh, and welcome to Resilient Business. Um, really glad to have you on today. And uh, I've been looking at your site and see what you've created so far with New PT Tech. So excited to jump into that. So how are you doing today? Great. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's great. Thanks for being on. Um, so if you would, let's just jump right in and talk about kind of your journey of uh, creating what you've created with New PT Tech. Um, how did you lead into that? Sort of what's the history behind that? Why did you see a need to create it? So what's it filling, uh, so to speak? And how's it been going so far? If you'd start there. Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, I like to tell everybody I'm a physical therapist by you know trade. Um, been doing that for about 25 years. And, um, I like to tell people, cause I work with, you know, probably 200 clinics across the country now. And I like to tell people that I've kindly figured out how to live my ideal scene. Like, I don't know, Joe, how long you've been doing what you're doing, but you know, we all like to get to that point where we have like a work life balance. And, uh, I'm finally at the point in my career where I've done that. And talking to a lot of physical therapists across the country, um, like one of the biggest challenges we have, like how long have you been doing what you're doing? Just kind of for five years for doing this. Yeah. With pulse. Okay. And then before that, like, I guess you got About into 20 what other doing. years in sales in basically yeah. healthcare IT was, was my, uh, was my niche. Okay. So, so if you ever owned a business or I guess you own your own kind of business in and of itself, like what you're doing now, right? So I'm trying to kind of relate to that. Um, the hardest part is from being a small business owner is, uh, well, first starting it is the hard part, right? <laughs> Taking that leap of faith and being on your own and being the keeper of your own domain. But the hardest part, once you've kind of got it rolling is scaling and, uh, you know, expanding your business. And in my physical therapy practice that I started in 2007, 2008, um, my goal was to kind of develop something different. You know, I knew there had to be a better way of doing physical therapy where, you know, you weren't seeing three or four patients, you know, a day, I mean, not a day, an hour, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes 20 patients a day and trying to figure out how to make the, the dollars and cents add up with that and build a better product. So I started my practice and just wanted to be the best physical therapist, have the best practice with the best reputation. And we built that over, you know, the first 10 years, my, you know, I practice in, that I still have in Tampa, Florida is called CEP. And uh, we did that over the first 10 years, but I got to a point in my physical therapy ownership career where I was just struggling. Uh, I kind of became a, a slave to my own creation, right? 
I was the physical therapist. I was the one everybody knew. I was the one that developed your reputation. So I went 10 years in my practice and I literally had three employees. You know, I'm thinking, man, I'm getting to be 40 years old and I got to start looking at the future. Am I ever going to be able to retire? And the biggest fear we have when we're the keeper of our own domain is what happens if something happens to me? What happens if I go down, if I get hurt, you know, if I get injured, if, you know, my practice goes away and then what, you know, my wife also owns her own business. She owns a dance and theater academy with 800 students year round. So we're both in that same mode. So it's scary. Right. And I just didn't know how to scale my practice. Meaning if a patient came in to see me, I had one other physical therapist working with me and we had a front desk person, a patient requested me. I always said, yes, I'll see that patient because I was afraid to kind of have that leap of faith and hand them off. And it was really tough to find, you know, skilled physical therapists with the right personality that had the skill set, that had the experience. And, and I was always that, you know, day one or one day person, like one day I'll have enough volume to hire somebody, but really it was my own thing. I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable handing that patient off to somebody. And so, uh, you know, you know, 2016, 2017 came around. I had that epiphany, like, what am I going to do? I'd always been that person to build that better, like patient experience, look for technology and any physical therapists or chiropractors out there know you always get approached by these companies with different pieces of technology. And usually you'll use them for, you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then either it, it's too hard to, to use. It doesn't work on that many different diagnoses or it ends up becoming too expensive or the worst thing we're at is asking for money and marketing. If you're a physical therapist by default, you don't know how to market and you don't know how to ask people for money because you want to take insurance, which is another challenge. So the end of 2017, I, I discovered a device called the Nubi device, which is a proprietary form of pulse direct current. Some of your audience may have heard about it but I literally was the first physical therapist on the planet to discover it. And I was at that fork in the road, like, is this going to be one more thing that I'm going to use for two months and not use? And, you know, I, I took the leap of faith, went out to Austin, Texas, you know, worked with Garrett Saltpeter, the inventor and his team for a week, uh, brought it into my practice. And I really saw like, this is like going to make a profound impact in, in the, in the world that I'm in, in the physical therapy world. Long story short, uh, it's now 2022. Um, I've become the leading distributor and educator and outreach person for the physical therapy profession for that device. Um, onboarded and discovered other devices like the pulse center system and, you know, HRV system and this amazing air purifier that helps, you know, remove contaminants and viruses from the air and really put together a business, new PT tech, where We've developed a, a, a outreach system to educate physical therapists, um, an onboarding system to educate them on how to bring it into their practice and make it really simple. And then these other devices and technologies. So it's really turned in more of a coaching business where, you know, my practice for the first 10 years was, you know, just me, myself and I, and one other therapist and one other person not knowing how to scale it over the past three years, just from a business or entrepreneurial standpoint, my practice has grown it's doubled three times in the last four years uh, to the point where now I have 20 employees and I've worked with 200 you know, clinics across the country, sharing my story with them of how can you kind of turn it around and still get really, really great care, but using technology and innovation, how to scale your own practice and how to really build that work-life balance or your ideal scene of, you know, you come to work, you love it. Um, you know, it, you know, you know, sometimes living the book, the four hour work week, you know, if you've read that one, <laughs> you know, and, and still seeing the practice run. So my PT practice is now being run 
you know, by my executive team that works with me. Uh, I'm still the CEO of that practice, but, you know, I, I was trained and taught how to be a CEO, you know, by Brian Gallagher and his team at Meg, Meg Business as well. You know, you know, shout out to them because they really taught me how to be a, a CEO and how to work on my practice instead of always working in my practice. One of my favorite sayings is, you know, when I talk to these other practice owners across the country that are going through the same struggles as me that I was two, three, four years ago, is, uh, is it your day one or one day, right? You know, is it always one day I'll do this or one day I'll do that or one day when I have enough money or one day when I have enough time or you either have to get to rock bottom or you have to really see that what you're doing isn't where you want to be and call that your your day one. And my coaching program that we're starting to put together this year is called the day one coaching program. So there, there'll be more on that that puts all these systems and, you know, not just from a you know getting people better standpoint, but from a how do you you run a, a, a medical business, a physical therapy business without sacrificing the best quality care and outcomes you can possibly have, but being able to scale it with, you know, maybe people that aren't as experienced as you getting really, really good results using technology. So mm. hopefully I didn't, you know, make that clear as mud, but that's kind of like the big picture of like, you know, 25 years of my career. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, that's great. Um, one of the things that really struck me in there is your ability to move people owners from a mainly insurance model into a more cash model so can you talk about some of the challenges in doing that because um, typically you know for what we do here i mean our market is a cash cash-based practice market and mm -hmm. so we're not selling our equipment our pulse equipment to typically medical practices who are mainly insurance-based because there are certain sort of just mindsets around that and inabilities and, and reliance on reimbursement and that kind of thing. You sort of touched on that a little bit earlier in one of your points. But what are some of the challenges and how did you overcome, you know, getting people excited about moving into cash a little bit? Yeah, and just in general, getting people excited about, you know, going to physical therapy. You know, most people are going to the chiropractor. Most people don't tell all their family and friends. Hey, I can't wait. Today's physical therapy day. It's like, I, I use the analogy when I have to go to the dentist twice a year, I'm like, oh man, it's already time to go to the dentist every six months. So people don't generally see physical therapy. So one of my kind of missions, one of my bullet points of my reason for doing this was to find systems, techniques, devices that physical therapists can bring on board. First and foremost, to get people to, you know, go to want to go to physical therapy and then to turn them into what we call practice evangelists to where they come, they get a really, really good result when they come in there, no matter who they see in your practice, they could see a brand new young clinician that's just out of school, or they could see somebody that's got, you know, 25 years of experience. And I joke saying their, their business card looks like a sweepstakes check because they have so many designations after their name. Both of those people should be able to get a really, really good impactful first or second session with that patient to where they turn into practice evangelists and they turn everybody into it. The easiest way I found is to find technology and I've searched far and wide my whole life find a few pieces of technology that just work and bringing that to the physical therapists and their team underneath them with a really easy to digest onboarding system that's simple they don't want to shy away from it and finding things that could pretty much be used on 90 percent of the population so the short answer to your question is what's the biggest hurdle it's it's usually personnel like unless you have systems or techniques 
or technology that's easy to learn that everybody in your organization knows how to do that in order to get that really, really good result on one or in the first or second session, you don't have a chance because nobody's going to pay $150 to go see a physical therapist if they're just putting them on a bike, having them do the pulleys and doing, you know, quad sets, you know, sure. They're just not going to get that impact. And that's kind of the system that's been, you know, in place probably since world war II, right? It's not that they're bad therapists. It's not that they're bad places to go. It's just a system in place based on the, you know, American insurance payer, you know, not to get into the whole, that's a whole nother topic, right. But to get in the whole payer mix of, you know, what do they pay for physical therapy? Usually it's like 40 bucks a visit where, the average cost is maybe $90 per visit to even run your practice. So it just doesn't add up. So they have to see four or three or four an hour. Sure. But if you get that differentiator and we found it through technology, through the newbie and the pulse system and using HRV as a, you know, kind of a diagnostic and, you know, some other things, um, you're able to train every single person in your practice to get that practice evangelist experience on visit one or visit two. And that's kind of what we're teaching people. So you're able to hire the right people that have the right mindset, they have the right, they're the right personality for the ethos of your you know, mission of your organization, mm -hmm. and then train them to utilize these tools to get really, really good results quickly. They don't forget how to be clinicians. They don't get forget how to be physical therapists or physical therapist assistants or chiropractors, you know, or medical assistants, but they have this really good tool to differentiate themselves from from everybody else. And that's kind of what we found with, you know, some of the things that we're, we're using, promoting and helping, you know, practices on board all over the country. We've trained over, I think, 1,500 or 2,000 clinicians since COVID, which I'm sure we're going to get into and how things have changed with, with COVID hitting. And uh, so it's really kind of been a, a blessing in disguise for us because it forced us to create a virtual training platform instead of having to do everything live. And we were able to reach so many more people. My goal right now is to kind of stand at the top of the highest mountain and kind of have this option out there for small medical business practice owners on how to get to that point. And, you know, our two biggest kind of customer sets are brand new therapists that are just starting their private practice, like new practice owners. And then the other bookend there are the ones that are like I was, they've had their practice for decades and they're trying to find a way to scale and build more value on their practice by being able to scale and expand, you know, so that way it's appealing to somebody who wants to buy their practice. So those are the kind of the two groups that we work with the most. So. Excellent. Great information. Um, you said something earlier that kind of sparked with me is one of the main goals of being successful in that model and conveying the benefits of moving into a different model for these practice owners is to get that wow factor basically in the first one or two sessions you said. And so I would imagine that in order to do that, you're, and you've found things that can do that obviously, but in order to do that, and I see this a little bit in my business as well, in those first two section sessions, you not only have to create um, the impression of long-term value, but you also have to get them hooked on the experience so that they aren't dreading coming to the PT. They're looking forward to it. And so what, you know, and, and I imagine with newbie and things like pulse, you're giving them an experience that they remember. And that maybe even, uh, you know, tr kind of transcends out, out after their PT course is even finished. And now they want to come back maybe to your facility to take part in some of those technologies, you know, on a continual basis. Does that happen? 
Yeah. And early on in my journey to kind of reach more practice owners across the country, when I formed new PT tech four or five years ago, I was introduced to somebody, you know, very well, Dr. Patty Barch, right. Naturopathic physician up in, you know, the Minnesota, Wisconsin border. I can't even, she, I can't ever figure out which one is, is exactly. She well, kind she of lives goes across in, the border. She lives in one and works <laughs> in the other. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I was introduced to her as, as a kind of a, um, like somebody who broke has broken ground in bringing technology into a medical practice and introducing it and helping other practitioners on how to introduce it, especially for the practitioner who's only been insurance-based and how do you introduce a cash-based option? And so, uh, and traditionally as physical therapists, you know, you have to have a product or an end result that just works, which we figured out how to do with the things we've been talking about, but you also have to have that message. For the newbie, for instance, um, I know by seeing, you know, tens of thousands of patients in my own practice and working with hundreds of thousands of other, you know, pseudo patients with other practices that I know, you know, definitely you know, what we teach people to say is within the first session, um, we're going to find two spots on the body where we know the dysfunction is, is at least partly coming from because we do a mapping process and it's the spots where the electricity feels it the most. So I know, you know, with working with the certain nervous system and the afferent signals that, you know, we're going to find two spots where that are at least somewhat related to their problem. And so we tell the patient that, and they never hear that when they go to see a doctor or physical therapist, that we're going to find two spots with relatively high certainty that we know is contributing. So we always take them through that mapping process at the end of the first day of the evaluation. So we reinforce that, you know, we know historically that within the first four treatment sessions, you know, one, two, three, four, within those first four, with the protocols we teach and with the technology now, we know that they're going to probably have a pretty positive experience and we don't over promise and under deliver, but we just kind of plant that seed. And they also never hear that when they come to physical therapy, they typically hear, well, everybody's different. You know, we don't really know how long it's going to take. It's just going to take time. And so they generally never hear that. Right. And then we also tell them every single practitioner in our, in our practice has the same ability to have the same results by the techniques and the you know, technology we utilize. So we kind of give them those bullet points and, you know, just hearing that and hearing that level of confidence, which we almost always deliver on is some, is a whole different experience that they've never experienced. And the other thing is, is we have to learn to, you know, sell, you know, we don't like to be called salespeople and salesmen and saleswomen. When I say sell, I mean, educate, right. You know, you have to be able to sell that, um, you know, that whole experience and the fact that, uh, you know, switching gears a little bit, trying to differentiate what insurance pays for and what insurance doesn't pay for, meaning insurance pays for stuff. If something bad happens, like car insurance, Patty kind of taught me this, <laughs> you know, the saying and optimal health, which is where you really want to be is like the stuff you have to pay for for your car that car insurance doesn't cover. You want new windshield wipers, new tires, you want maintenance, you want to be better than you were before you had that knee injury because you weren't really doing great. You just got a knee injury and that was your ticket to come to physical therapy. So we start using these other technologies and incorporating them during the course of physical therapy in order to kind of educate or quote sell, you know, the other stuff that they didn't know they were necessarily there for, but it's vital as we know, as science tells us to, you know, have our autonomic nervous system in balance and things like that for health, for immune function, for being able to sleep, for not having brain fog, for, you know, not wanting to get into road rage, you know, for athletic recovery, right? So we start planting those seeds, utilizing the technology and kind of the optimal health thing. And when I, teach physical therapists like how to talk about health insurance, what it pays for. It only pays for the bad stuff that happens. 
it doesn't help you get to optimal level of health. <laughs> um, and, and then they kind of starts to click and they're like, well, you know, maybe when I'm done with physical therapy, can I keep coming in to get on the, you know, on the PEMF device? Can I keep coming in to get the master reset with the newbie because you've educated me on that works and using the HRV technology, heart rate variability monitoring technology, we can show them with a snapshot. Like you came in looking like this, your autonomic nervous system. That's a whole nother topic we can get into to <laughs> elaborate on, but, and you left after doing a single intervention looking like this. And then we just asked them, see how you feel in the next couple of days, report back to us. And they almost say, well, I really slept be better than I have in years. Or, you know, somebody pulled out in front of me. I didn't want to scream at them on the road, you know, or I didn't get an argument with my wife as much as I did because I'm feeling like I'm like, um, um, lucid, you know, or you know, for lack of a better term. So that's kind of, and so we don't tell them, well, we're not going to treat your knee or your shoulder. That's, we know that's what you came in for, but let us do this HRV exam early on. Or if you come in saying you really feel like crap, you had a long weekend or you went out drinking or you played in a really, you know, you just finished a marathon the, the weekend before. I don't feel like I could push therapy today, but let's look at, see what your system is telling us through the HRV monitoring system. Let's put you on the pulse system or let's do a master reset or, I like the Headspace app for meditation. I tell them to get the Headspace app and just kind of do that because we know that positively affects diaphragmatic breathing. Anything that affects the vagus nerve, you know, can help with the autonomic nervous system and switch them out of that perpetual stressed out fight or flight sympathetic dominance into more of a parasympathetic rest and digest, rest and reset. So mm -hmm. we just educate little by little, but we teach other practices, what has worked in mine and what's worked in hundreds of others now and how to just kind of gradually build those into your treatment plan. Yeah, I think you've definitely found a niche and a need in, in the PT industry. And it just, it seems like your approach is just much more holistic, much more personalized, um, much more, uh, um, I guess, early benefit, early value uh, to, to just you know, convey to people and educate people that they should stick with it. It's not something that they should dread and, and hate to do every day, which a lot of people do hate to do their PT exercises. They hate to go to their appointment. They hate to do the exercises at home. Um, if you can get people to actually look forward to coming to you and seeing benefits early on and having a good experience early on and now scaling that throughout the industry as best you can with that message to other owners, I think that has to make a, a just a dramatic impact on the entire industry. Yeah, we brought the, some of these technologies on, you know, uh, beginning of 2018 and just kind of taught my staff to just use it on every patient and we'll see what happens. By the end of the first quarter, I think we had a 73% increase in referral for our first quarter, better than any first quarter we ever had in the history of my company. We didn't spend a single dollar on marketing. It was from all these practice evangelists, patients telling everybody and their brother and sister, aunt, uncle, you know, this experience I had, a lot of it is telling them what to expect and proving that that's what they are going to get. Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of that first year, we had a 94% increase in revenue over the previous three-year average. And all we did was utilize the technology, gave the patients the proper message, and they did all the work for us being like the, the marketing team for us. And we, we still haven't spent a single dollar on marketing. So it's just, you know, sharing that message and sharing the fact that, hey, you know, what is your, what is your goal as a patient? I, I I'm 90 years old and I just want to be able to get off the ground to play with my great grandkid, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mr. Smith, within the first four sessions, let's see how, how much closer you are to be able to do that. And sure enough, they're not quite there yet, but in those first four sessions, they see progress toward being able to get off the ground and play with their great grandkid. Yep. So that's what I say. When I say sell, you sell the, the problem you solve, not the solution. Nobody really cares 
what the name is of any of the devices we we use. They care what the result is and what problem we're going to solve. And that's how you kind of market to your patients and you educate your patients. You can, in, you know, or sell, you can, in, you know, invert all those words, marketing, sell, educate, you know, but it's all the same thing. You're, you're sharing with them what you think will help them. And everybody, you know, physical therapists are just so uncomfortable with marketing and generally asking for money. And I can speak from that one profession. Uh, but you know, what Patty teaches is, you know, when you ask for money, you know, the value is there and it should be the same as asking somebody to please pass the salt, mm -hmm. right? Can you please pass the salt? Cause you know, you're going to over deliver on what you're telling them. You're going to, you know, you're going to solve. So yeah, it's one thing to under promise and under deliver, but it's a totally different thing to under promise and over deliver. And if yeah. you're in a situation where most people under promise because they know they're going to under deliver, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. if you have found ways to know you're going to succeed in most cases, you can under promise and almost always over deliver. And think about being able to do that. I call it like the McDonald's model. Not that we're going to be cookie cutter, but think about being able to produce those results with every single person in your organization, not just the top two skill people that are in your organization. Yes. That's where the magic is, and that's where the technology scale. really. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of you know generally what happens. And yeah, the practice owners that I teach these like principles to, I get calls. You know, that's mostly what I spend most of my day. I get text messages and calls all day from somebody who's relatively new to bring one of the technologies on. Say, hey, it's the third visit. They're not jumping for joy. I like, well, do this, this, and this. And I say, you know, that's why we set up protocols and we've developed a lot of the protocols for these technologies. I joke and say. You know, a protocol isn't what we're afraid of as physical therapists. As a young therapist, we've all been yelled at by an orthopedic surgeon because we de we deviated from the protocol a little bit and they threatened to never send another patient to us. And say, that's not the protocols I developed. The way I see protocols is if you do something 950 times and it works 900 times, start writing down what you're doing as a starting point where it works most of the time, but don't forget how to be a clinician and a physical therapist or a chiropractor or a doctor or whatever, mm -hmm. but use it as a starting point and adapt it and share that with you know, the other clinicians out there, once you find something that works well for you. So we're all in the know on, you know, how to get people better quicker. And yep. it's all about helping each other help others. And that's what I, you know, tell people I work with. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. Yep. Great point. Um, switching gears a little bit or drilling in, I, I shall say, um, we met each other through Pulse a couple of years ago, Pulse PMF, and you, um, you've added it. Obviously you've talked about it already, added it to your new PT tech sort of circuit or program, if you will. Um, what was it that caused you to look at pulse in the first place and how did you see it fitting in and how has that sort of come to fruition so far as part of that program? If you, if you would. Like I said, it's, it's, it's the overall like quality of, you know, we've used, let me backtrack a little bit. We've used lesser powered or I don't know how you would word, word it, but you know, lower dose versions of a PMF devices in the past. I mean, there's one company that was formed in Clearwater, Florida, right down the street from me back in the early 2000s. Um, and it had this huge thing, but people would get in it. They'd have to sit in it for an hour. We'd be able to show differences and you know, metrics but nobody wants to sit in something where they don't feel anything for an hour thinking it's worth their time. So there's, there's shortfalls with technology like that, where if somebody's not going to believe in it because they have to sit there for an hour and don't feel anything, you're not going to be able to convince the people that need it to utilize it. So then we got a portable version. There's a couple of ones that are mats out there. And then I was introduced to the pulse system and um, it really was appealing to me in the physical therapy space because 
the pulse system isn't FDA cleared, which isn't positive, negative. It, it just isn't. So physical therapists usually like, oh no, I can't do that. But if you want to utilize something that has a lot of basis, there's a lot of you know research about energy medicine and, and, and PEMF out there that you can get. Um, you're almost forced to utilize it as a cash base. You are forced in a physical therapy practice to use it as a cash-based system. And we know it gets really good results for helping the things that it professes to help. And we know we see better HRV numbers after doing a pulse session or a master reset session or meditating, all these things help. And so it's a matter of being able to add value in your practice as something that you're not really comfortable with doing a cash-based program, but because of the cost and the return on investment, it's almost like that thing that forces you to leap into doing a cash-based program and being able to teach them how to educate patients on why it works and how it works. It makes it really, it's almost like, um, somebody who's like um stress averse to adding a cash-based program because it just gives them anxiety because they've never done it um if you're forced to do it because you need to uh um you need to make it successful you know i'm not saying you know push something on somebody that doesn't work and doesn't do what it says it's gonna do but if you know it works and you need it to be successful it kind of forces your hand at like listening to what patty's teaching and listening to what i'm teaching and how to you know, add value to that patient. So it makes it a lot easier. And we use it as a really good complement to, you know, everything we do for physical therapy. We'll do it as an add-on after a physical therapy session um, to help the patient recover or, you know, patients really like the pulse system. And so they'll sign up for like an eight pack of sessions just for the pulse system. And we really show them before and after results using the heart rate variability system. So it all kind of ties in together. And I feel like, um, we, we support and we represent maybe four or five like products or devices now with new PD tech. And we're really, really picky. I probably am approached by hundreds a year because now I'm known as that, like, you know, I, I joked with you before this, this uh, zoom, I'm known as like the, the famous podcast guest or, but the, or the physical therapy tech guru because of the work we've done. And I joke, it's just like, no, we, we just kind of find the stuff that worked in my own practice. And I learned how to kind of relay that to other people to kind of have the same success. So. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I like the way you commented it as kind of a bridge or an entree from the insurance-based you know, practice into cash for people who are a little bit squeamish about that. So I, I really appreciate that comment. That's good insight. Um, what about 2020? Uh, you touched on a little bit earlier. 2020, 2021 have been challenging for a lot of businesses, small businesses especially. And um, it's... it's uh, I just like to get people's feedback on kind of what was that journey like for you guys? It sounds like you, you know, discovered new things, created new things and started building momentum there. Um, were you impacted much at all by uh, the events of the last two years? Yeah. What would you say there? Yeah, based on what we've talked about between 2018 and 2020, we had immense growth. I mean, I think we had probably 10 or 12 employees compared to two employees pre-2018, pre, pre right? And, um, and COVID hit. And we were like, oh no, like, is this, are the wheels going to fall off? But I made a, you know, promise to myself and my company and my staff that we weren't going to furlough anybody. You know, we were going to pivot, you know, we brought in telehealth before anybody probably brought in telehealth and we really utilized telehealth a lot to keep patients. You know, we looked into ways, you know, above and beyond FDA requirements and OSHA requirements to keep our environment, our physical environment as clean as possible. That's where we discovered a device from a company called Aris. It's an active pure air purifier. 
And there's, you know, data and research that shows it cleans like all viruses and including COVID, you know, by 99.9% within the first three minutes of this machine being on, you know, within the first eight hours, it even clears all of that on the surfaces. So, you know, we still wipe things down, but it'll kind of make the environment safer. So we, we just educated patients that we were doing everything possible that it was still safe to come in. Then after the initial dip, you know, I think, you know, patients were, you know, wanting to, you know, everybody was getting cabin fever, right. And with the psychosocial things that go along with that. And so people, I guess, felt safe somewhat if we had the right message in place to go to a medical provider that was putting all those, you know, precautions in place. And so, you know, initially just using it to get out of the house, if they didn't want to do telehealth anymore and, and ensuring them that we're doing everything possible to keep it as safe as possible. And uh, it forced me with new PT tech to pivot and create that, you know, virtual training platform where, before that, I was seeing maybe 10 clinicians would come to my practice from all over the country once a month. We were doing one like two day course per month, talking about the newbie and other things that we were utilizing. And it allowed me, you know, that year I've reached maybe 90 people in a full year where 2020, I reached about 500 people, 2021, about another 1500 people. You know, so it forced us and I don't think we would have ever put together a virtual training platform to be able to reach a lot more people and kind of, you know, you know, educate them on how your practice could be enhanced by technology, things like that, if it wasn't for it. So, and I'm proud to say we didn't furlough a single employee. Everybody, you know, worked, you know, full time. My staff was awesome at, at coming into work every day and doing the work that they could do. Um, you know, we've expanded, we added a third location from two locations since then. Um, getting ready to hire two more physical therapists and, you know, my physical therapy practice is kind of running itself with my executive team. And I'm focusing mostly on, you know, keeping that running a little bit, but mostly with new PT tech and reaching out other, you know, to other practice owners. So um, in 2020, the year of COVID, we had our best year ever by, I think, you know, 30%. You know, we had a really good year in 2018, adding technology for the first time. 2019 was another 30% jump and we jumped another 30% in uh, visits and revenue in 2020. 2021, continue to do it. And, and now I feel like if I don't have a 30% growth year after year, then I'm failing. Before it was like, man, I just hope I break even. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so it's really kind of helped in a way to reach more people and kind of and, and kind of share, you know, that top of the, you know, shout at the top of the highest mountain mindset to reach more people. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're still always pivoting and you never know what the future holds, but, you know, I feel like the future is expanding into, many more of the 30,000 private practices across the country. Excellent. Yeah. And if you could do it all and get to that work-life balance as a 40-something entrepreneur, um, then that's all that much better. I'll be 50 this year, so I'll I'll put that out there. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Well, how about this? And that's what every practice owner wants to hear, right? I'm like, if you could take the whole month of July off, or the whole month of November off and go skiing and your practice is still working, your everything is still functioning properly. For me, that's the biggest gift I was given in working with Brian Gallagher and Garrett with the newbie and with you guys with the pulse and the, and the whole thing. That's the biggest gift I was given. And literally to have that freedom to do so, whether you choose to or not to have that freedom. We work real quick. We work with a practice in Durango, Colorado, and the practice owner was always takes every insurance again, was a slave to her practice, you know, didn't want to give up any insurance. She added a few pieces of technology. She, we talked last month and she took two months off this year. She dropped the two worst paying insurance carriers 
And those patients that were coming in, just making a copay, probably 50 or 60% of them are still coming to see her as a cash-based person paying three times as much as the insurance was. And she's taking as much time off as she wants now, dropping the two you know, worst paying insurance carriers. So she's got, I, I was like, you know, that's the best reward I can ever get. That makes me so happy. And we're seeing that happen over and over and over again with practices that we work with. And it's not because I know everything, it's because I failed probably thousands of times more than them. And I just finally kind of figured that holy grail on how to make those challenges turn into something that's successful. And so, you know, I'm really happy to share that with others. Yeah, awesome. Congratulations on all your success. That's a great story and a great message to kind of end on. So um, in wrapping up here, Jason, if somebody wants to, whether they're a practitioner or even a patient, learn more about new PT tech, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just go on the website and it's spelled a little bit weird. It's uh, new, like neurological, N-E-U-P-T-T-E-C-H.com. Um, any of the forms that you fill out or any of the contact information, I see everything still. I'm kind of like a control freak in that, but I have Whitney, who's you know my outreach coordinator that helps me and we have a good team together now. And so just reach out with any questions. Nothing's ever going to be like a hard sell. It's always going to start with what is your ideal scene? Where do you want to be with your practice? What have we done that's helped with that? What, is, what have others done? And it just kind of evolves like that. You know, I don't feel like if you are in quote sales, like you're in the same thing. If you're selling, you're going to be dead in the water because you're doing it for the wrong reason. But if you truly believe in what you're doing and wanting to help people, it works itself out. You know, For the first 10 years, I was like, when is it going to work itself out? But you have to have the right tools right. in place in order for that to happen. So you can just find us at newpttech.com. If you want to see what my PT practice is doing, you know, we're just in Tampa, but it's uh, gocepro.com. And they can check that out too, just kind of see where it all started. Yeah, great. I will uh, I'll leave those two links below so people can reach out whenever they like. So Jason, we really appreciate you being on with Resilient Business today, and we hope you have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.